This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. I think when when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bachelor Happy Hour. I'm Joe. And I'm Serena. And for today's episode, we are going to, like always, recap the Golden Bachelor. We have overnights, we have a lot of sex jokes. Um, so we'll talk about that because there are two women left. And then we are going to recap Paradise. Um, and we have two guests coming on this week, both from Bachelor in Paradise. And both were very much involved in this week's episode, especially Blake Moynes at the end. Um, so he will be coming on. And then we also have Rachel, which I can't wait to ask Rachel about what the deal was with her and Tanner. Cause I found that to be odd. Yeah. She's been jumping around the beach a little bit. So we've got a lot to chat with her about, about a couple of her different relationships. Blake on the other hand has really been locked on just the whole time. That doesn't seem to be working either. It, We'll get into it because honestly, it just seems like at this point, there's a lot of people that are just there, you know, and like versus not being there. No, versus like being in a relationship that is on pace to potentially get engaged. Totally. Um, Okay, so let's recap. uh, Let's recap Golden. 
All right. Um, well, so. Fantasy Suites, big week. I feel like the number one question for every Fantasy Suite week, especially this one, is are they going to have sex? And that was the main theme of the episode. We opened with Jesse and Gary chatting about the ladies and intimacy. And I think Jesse asked, are you going to be intimate with these women? And Gary said, well, what does intimacy mean? Are we going to go in chronological order? You want to go out of order? In order. Yeah, in order. Yeah. So we're in Costa Rica. Yeah, we're in Costa Rica. But you didn't say that. Oh, so sorry. So sorry. (laughs) This chat takes place on the beautiful beaches of Costa Rica. We open to Jesse and Gary sitting in two chairs facing one another. Also, how beautiful did Costa Rica look? It's gorgeous. I would love to go to Costa Rica, but I'm nervous about all the bugs. Apparently, you have to, like, shake out your shoes before you put them on because, like, critters will sneak in. Ooh, that's an issue. Same issue with, like, Australia for me. Yeah, we don't do well with insects in this household. No, we don't. But Jesse's like, what's going to go down in the fantasy suites? Are we making babies? This is the first time I think all season we've seen Jesse kind of break a few times. He did. He was like a little nervous and uncomfortable having this conversation with Gary, which um, I like. I like seeing those moments because he's always like in his professional host mode. And you could tell he was kind of like and Gary called him out. He was like, you looked away. Yeah. Gary's like, what are you nervous about? Like old people still knock boots, which was funny. You Were think, you surprised by this, or did you think he was going to be like more conservative with his answers? Gary? Yeah. No, I figured he was going to. I thought he was going to have fun with it. He does say later in the episode that it's nobody's effing business. Yeah, tell him, Gary. Um, tell the people. But, like, I mean, this is what this episode is all about, right? It's all about overnight and what happens during overnights. Yes. So we got the first overnight date. We've got Leslie. They have like a overcoming fear date situation where they do cliff repelling. Yeah, Leslie, I, I just I was just looking at my notes real quick. So yeah, it's it seems it seems that. What does this say? Leslie is so so sick of being alone. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> she is. That's what she said, and it does. I mean, watching it, it seems like Teresa. And, like, in Gary's defense, like, Teresa isn't there, but it just doesn't. It seems like he is going to choose. Leslie. I, I even wrote, like, Gary, like, you're almost saying you're, – you're not almost. You're saying a little too much. Yeah. Well, the way – so they have their date activity. That's all great. And then we move into the night portion. Yeah. Just the way this date is going, I really would not have been surprised if Gary sent Teresa home the next day. Like, he's like, you're my girl. I love you. You're the one. You know, he quotes Trista again. Pick the woman you can't live without. He tells Leslie she's that woman. Like, Teresa, or sorry, yeah, Teresa's like not even there. She is not in Gary's mind. He loves mind. that Trista line. Also, no offense to Trista, but I'm pretty sure that's been on like a Hallmark card for for years prior. You don't think she, she made that one up? Well, if you no. did, Trista, you better you better get the rights to that quote because been used a lot and yeah i don't know what do you think i mean like leslie said they have a little sex chat leslie's like when was the last time you had sex yeah he said what what was his timeline he said he didn't give a timeline she said it's been a year and he said it's been it's been a while it's been a long time um so what that means i don't know but and then leslie's like i'm ready to do death do us part which 
I thought was really nice. Yeah, and I, I think Leslie, Leslie's like she said, like she's kind of been like waiting her whole her whole life for this. Um, I literally have in my notes. Gary better send Teresa home tomorrow, because that's how like that's how much was happening between the two of them. That's how much was being said between the two of them. Yeah. Do you think they had sex? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You, well, it. Um, we both said after we watched it that in the morning, the morning segment after put the potential sex, um, <laughs> Leslie did seem off. Oh, yeah. No, the the morning was something was weird. Yeah. I don't know if something happened or honestly, they might have just been really tired and she might have just been like, I don't feel like filming right now. I want to go back to bed because yeah. those are really long nights and early mornings. But there wasn't like. They weren't sitting close to each other. The body language seemed weird. Gary seemed okay, but like Leslie on Leslie seemed upset or like pissed off. Like yeah. the energy was not great. Yeah, I I remember like watching it. I I it seemed as though like maybe he had you know brought up the fact that Teresa stands a really good chance. Um but then my mind changes changes at the beginning of the Teresa day. Well, this is my take. All right. I think Leslie, and we know like Leslie, I think is like a fan of the show or she's watched the show, whatever. But I think Leslie thought that there was going to be a conversation of like, you're the one. It's not Teresa. And either like I'm going to send Teresa home or whatever. And if I'm Leslie and he's saying, like, you're my girl, all these things, I'm like, why do you need to go have a overnight with Teresa, Gary? Like, why do you need to do that? I feel like you don't need to do that. And I think Gary is not closed off to Teresa, but is really, like, loving on Leslie. And I think she's at her breaking point a little bit. I think that's where the tension comes from. But that is just my guess off of like one scene of her looking annoyed with him. So wow. I could be so off. Leslie almost reminded me like her her vibe in the morning was almost giving Rachel and Zach. Do you remember mm, that? Yes. Yeah, that's actually a good comparison. For yeah. for listeners, Rachel Rekia, who we're having on from Paradise when she was the Bachelorette, Zach, the former bachelor, their overnight date did not go great. But maybe we're wrong. But maybe. you agree. You you agree like something was off and it felt like Leslie yeah. was the one who the negative feelings were coming from. Yeah, but but what you said before, you probably, I mean, odds are they probably got, she probably got an hour of sleep and was probably just like, I don't want to film I agree. In the, morning. the only reason I think that there's something more is just the body language between the two of them. Like it just felt like felt off. It felt off. Felt okay. like there was tension. Like I, there's no denying it, but okay. we don't really get any answers on that. So who knows? Who knows if we're reading into something here? Date number two, we've got Teresa starts off rough, starts off rough. And this is why I think I'm potentially we're, we're wrong about him saying anything to Leslie about Teresa. Like Teresa, Teresa said, they're do, as they're on horses. This is the worst date, like ever. Did she say yeah, that? Yeah, she said that. She, I, she said. Um, I mean, I know she was like not thrilled. I mean, I wouldn't be either. You know what? Was she said this date is so so boring. And yeah, it, and it did. Well, it, it did look boring. I mean, it, he 
He looked really in his head. You see a clipper. She like calls to him. He like doesn't even answer her. He's in front of her. She's behind him, which like remember on the ATV date with him and Leslie, like he let her like go up ahead. Was it her? Was it Leslie? I think so. Yeah. He yeah. went on. Yeah. And he was like making sure she was OK the whole time. I feel like he's like on this date alone. Like Gary is on the trails on this horse by himself in his mind. And Teresa's like, hello. I'm here. And she's like, fair enough to her. She's like, this is a really important date for me. And this is a really important day. Like, I I don't know what's going on. Yeah. To me, watching it, watching it, it seems like Gary has made up his mind. He's choosing Leslie. Doesn't even want to really be on this date with Teresa. And he keeps saying, like, I keep thinking about Leslie. I can't stop thinking about Leslie. Whereas, like, he didn't even mention Teresa on his date with Leslie. Yep. And then they go to dinner and something happens. Yeah, there's a there's an evident shift yep. in his like how engaging he is with Teresa and just like I don't know. Well, I, a I'm shocked that he didn't even know what she did. Like, well, that's the shift where I think we're both referring to is yeah. Gary said like I think you should tell me like what you do for work and Joe and I both looked at each other and was like you don't know what she does for work like Gary what do you mean. So and then as she answered the question, you know, her answer was very impressive. And I actually really liked listening to her talk about what she did because there's a level of like pride and passion there. Um, I found Teresa to be the most likable in in that that moment. moment. Yeah. yeah. Like there was she was confident in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we saw her like comfortable, like very comfortable. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. And like I think- we only see so much, but I do feel like you know, Gary being the first Golden Bachelor, probably never having watched the show, really not know knowing at all what he's doing, and then basically being the main focus point the entire show, you tend to like maybe not ask questions to the people that you're dating or enough questions because or like not want to pry or think that they're like telling you everything well and it's almost like it tends to just kind of always be all about you and maybe um and like the women work always you know maybe more forward and asking him more questions and it just you know gary it was a lot about him yeah um so i feel like yeah a little late but we we finally see him like asking questions yeah so he finally asked her about her career and she is a great answer and i just feel like there was a shift in him like i feel like you could almost see he was like wow like i don't know that much about this girl mm-hmm. and what i've just learned i really really love and they go into the fantasy suite and they come out and the energy is great between the two of them. And he talks a lot about like learning about her and their shared values and things they have in common. And I feel like Which it was makes like the question, how did how like like how do people get this far? Is it just off of it must just be off of a little bit of chemistry and and not much else. Yeah, I think maybe he's been leaning into chemistry a lot throughout this journey. And he went into Teresa's date more intentional with getting to know her after realizing he didn't know as much as he thought he did. And I think that potentially progressed the relationship past where he was with Leslie. Yeah. So I mean, Because they, they were like what I expected him and Leslie to be in the morning. They were giddy and happy. They were giddy in the morning. He also looked at her in the morning and said you know yeah like Like, you you know know how i feel about you it was like he the way he emphasized you know it almost seemed like he told her like i'm choosing yeah like you're the one i love you but we don't know we don't which would be crazy yeah Not, not like not crazy and like what are you doing gary just crazy in a shocking way of like Man, I really was like, it's Leslie. Like, that's his girl. He's telling her that it's his girl. Yeah, but he's also kind of been like this the whole time. He he, he basically did this with Faith, too. So we really don't know. I, it could. It's not like I'm like, oh, it's definitely Teresa. No, I'm not either. I, I, I'm just way more torn now of who it's going to be. Yeah, because it really did. Like, after the Leslie date, it was after the Leslie date and how the Teresa date started, it's really hard to think that he's not going to choose Leslie. But now I I think it could be 
it could be either of them. So yeah, I think that I think that wraps I think that wraps Golden. We'll see what happens. I'm so intrigued. Yeah. I'm really curious to see how this valley is gonna go down. Have we seen any teaser of him like holding a ring? No. Man, I'm really fixated on that, but like I mean we we have seen him say multiple times that this is a close second to losing his wife. Oh yeah, we've seen that clip in every teaser for the entire season. I mean that is the most emotionally charged moment in Bachelor history. So I'm curious. I'm curious to see what that what he's referring to, and we'll just have to wait because we have a two hour live finale on 11:30. Um, okay, let's get into Paradise. Let's do it. You ready? Gotta pull up my Paradise notes. notes. Pull them up. Paradise um, notes. Yeah, Paradise. Okay, Bachelor in Paradise. Um, first things first. We see Michael takes Olivia on a date. Um, we see John Henry and Kat are now into each other. Um, okay. Yeah. I think the date with Olivia and Michael went great. I'm really happy he took her. I'm really happy for her. Yeah. She seems excited. She seems like someone that falls hard and fast. Like she feels emotions really strongly. Um, we saw a lot of interviews from her, not a lot from Michael. So I'd be curious to know about his feelings, but I thought they were really cute and I hope it works out. I really liked her this episode. Me too. Especially during the roast. And I actually feel like, and I'm not just saying this, I really feel like her and Michael seem to have a better like playful, fun connection than her and John Henry did. I feel like she has such like a bright personality. She needs someone that's going to match it. I just, I don't know. For me, I just feel like I wish, I wish Will would have given Olivia a chance and let that last a little longer than going on the date with Kylie. Yeah. Because I feel like Will and Olivia could have potentially worked. I think so too. And I feel like after Will left, I I don't know. I, yeah, I, you, I think Olivia was into John Henry, but I you don't really see too much chemistry there. But he did seem to like her too. I no, don't I think her and John Henry liked each other, but yeah. I just think I'm waiting for her to like find her person. And it wasn't John Henry, and I hope it's Michael. Yeah. But I also would have liked to see her and Will. I would have liked to see how that could have played out if they stuck it out too. I agree that that could have been a connection. Yeah. It, it's hard It's hard to get a judge on on Michael because we just don't know enough about him yet. Totally. Um, and it's and we're, we're running pretty late into the season. Um, it's always tough when new people come in at this point to be the new person. Yeah. But we do get two new guys on the beach. Um, Jordan V, who um, is the guy that's probably a little more well known than the other one, who Taylor, who I believe goes home night one on charity season. Jordan V got Rachel's first date card on her season of The Bachelor. Yeah, and Joe was calling for him to be the next Bachelor. <laughs> he, yeah. You were like, make this guy the bachelor. This is crazy. You were just like, I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be so crazy. Like he got so much attention. He was like, I've, you know, first date of the season, get sent home, race car driver. Like they should make him the next bachelor. Yeah. But they didn't. um, They didn't. (laughs) Nope. Nope. And now he's here on paradise. trying to date Rachel again. He comes down and takes Rachel on a date again. What do you think? You think that was a mistake on his part? Um, I don't know if I would say it was a mistake. I think on one hand, like 
it didn't work out with Rachel, so, like, maybe try something new. But on the other hand, like, if he was into her and he thinks that this new environment could make things go a different way, then why not? I also think that coming in so late, you are at a disadvantage of time and they've already spent time together. So he's kind of like, let's just build off that versus me trying to get to know someone new. I don't know. What do you think? No, I agree. I feel like it's like a casino, right? It's like my his best odds at this point are probably with Rachel. And the yeah. fact that she's still somewhat open at this point in the show, like... Yeah, why not? Why like not? she's single still... He's coming in single. Like, let's give this a second chance. They did the tantric yoga date. Tanner is really bummed out that she goes on this date. I'm like shocked by his reaction. So shocked. The, 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 we'll get into it because that Tanner Rachel thing really confused me. But yeah, I, I would say for the rest of this tantric yoga date, Jordan and Rachel, I'm getting the same vibe from Rachel. Me too. He seems into her. She just doesn't seem that into him. Yeah. I think she likes him. I think she gets along with him, but I don't think she feels any connection. Yeah, nothing. Zero. Um, we'll ask though, because we have Rachel on the podcast. So Yeah, we, we will ask her. We'll ask her about that. And then, yeah, we see the Rachel Tanner conversation. Rachel essentially saying, like, I feel like Tanner gave me a friendship rose as a viewer watching it. That is exactly what I thought happened. Yeah, like they had a good chat and they they made out. But at the same time, like it did kind of just seem like he had like four options and like he was closest with Rachel. So he gave her that rose. And then if I'm her, like she's like, it sounds like he probably like didn't try to like pursue her any further at, yet. Because yeah. she's kind of like I didn't, I didn't think you were that into me. I mean, they've they've been on this beach for like days. I'm like, curious. They've been on this what, beach I'm, for I'm weeks. Like she's probably like, you're now trying to tell me like you're into me out of nowhere. Like I would be the same. I'd be like, sorry. Like we've been hanging out for weeks. Like nothing's been going down between us. I just figured it was a friendship. Bro. I'm curious what everyone's doing during the day on this beach. Besides, literally, what are they doing? Bes- I feel like no one's talking to each other. Even the people that are dating don't seem like they're talking to each other. Besides, even and Kylie. Yeah, they're always together. They seem to be like we're not really seeing too much of them, but they seem to be the two that are like every time we see a clip, out the they're most. together. Yeah. Um, but like no one else seems to be in. We we see like Aaron being Eliza. He asked like, "Will you be my girlfriend?" But it's also like I don't know. I, I'm not. I do we see a lot of Aaron being Eliza just hanging out? Like I just feel like our season is the easiest to compare to because I was there and, but also past seasons, you see people doing like little dates for each other and little activities and like having like active, serious conversations about where things are going, how they're feeling. And it just feels like we're not getting that this season, except honestly, Aaron B. Aaron B is is always doing stuff for Eliza and he's always trying to actively push the relationship forward. So I will give him that. But we do see that Rachel does say to Tanner, like, you know, let's let's try. Like she wants to try and see where things can go. Yeah. But like she it was kind of a weird conversation. Like she was like, I don't know what I want. And he was like, let's try. And she was like, okay. It's just and also it's like like for people listening, like it's 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 late now. Yeah. Like it's late in the game. Like, yeah. like Well that's kind of probably what she's thinking. Like we only have so much time left here. You know, if do I really want to like dive into something new with this guy just for it to not work out again? Yeah. Cause she's has like kind of like given it a few shots now. And I think he's still like, he really wants to find someone like you hear him talk about it. 
to Rachel, like he wants to find his person. He's like determined. I just don't know what happened with Davia. Me too. I can't, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about what happened with Davia. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so then we get a truth box, and the only think juicy in the truth box was Tyler everyone knows you're not into Mercedes which does come across that way and after that is said it comes across like even more um yeah, yeah it just doesn't seem like Tyler cares no like Mercedes is like I think we're just both like comfortable coasting because like we're both really similar people and like I kind of just want to shake her and be like Mercedes like I just don't think he's that into you. I think he likes her but I think she's more into him. I I don't think he's 
that into her and he says to her like they're talking about like long distance like she's clearly trying to have a conversation to gauge like where the relationship's going and he's like you know like if it works it works it doesn't it doesn't and i'm like so you're just completely indifferent to this girl and your relationship at this point yeah it seems like there's a lot of and then jess says that people see them as like just friends and like now mercedes is like kind of learning that everyone else looks at them as just friends which for me i'm like i would be like i'd be like i'm done there's just a lot of people just coasting this season, it seems like. And I just don't, yeah, I don't know. I, always, I think it's, it's hard. I think it's hard because it is a lot of time in a short amount of time. So I think people think like you don't know how to feel. Like you don't know what's normal, what's not. You don't know if things are going to get more serious later on or if they're not. Like, there's nothing to compare it to. It's such a unique situation. Like you can't compare it to the normal timeline of a relationship. So like Mercedes might be like, who's to say that like things aren't going great. And he's going to like, tell me like he's falling in love with me tomorrow. Like, I don't know. No, does that sound crazy? No, it doesn't actually. It sounds actually, I think it makes perfect sense. I think you're right. Yeah. Like I think Uh, she's just like, I don't know what's right or wrong or what trajectory I'm supposed to be on here with my relationship. Like if I'm behind, if I'm ahead. And I think it's especially hard this season because there's not really a lot of strong couples. Whereas with our season at this point, there was like seven full strong couples and, and if people you, could compare, you could compare. Like it was like, oh, I'm yeah. not where Noah and Abigail are. I'm not where Becca and Thomas are. Maybe we, I need to reevaluate my relationship. Whereas I don't think anyone's feeling that pressure because no one is that far along. Fair, yeah, great points. Thank that you. Makes sense. Okay, we get a double date: Avon and Kylie, um, Pete and Sam. And it's a fun double date. I, I like I like Pete and Sam. I actually think I think they're fun together. I like them. I don't, I we haven't seen like any serious conversation between those two, but I like them. I like them too. I think they're a good match. And then I wrote Avon and Jess in my notes. Avon and Kylie. Avon tells Kylie that he's falling in love with her, which is great. I think that's a great step for them. They yeah. just seem like solid. They seem like they're coasting, but like in a good way where just they're just taking things like step by step moving forward. Well, they seem they seem into each other. Yeah. At least. They do seem into each um, other. So that's good. And then we get um so the biggest part of the episode is Katie Thurston shows up on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um she pulls Blake to have a conversation. Now they haven't seen each other since they ended their engagement over the phone. Yeah. Which is rough. Um Yeah. I feel like I'm trying to remember that timeline. You could tell they both when they're when the when she pulled them, you could tell they both definitely had strong feelings for each other. Um, I liked them together when it when it first happened. When I found out Blake went on Katie's season, I literally said like they're getting engaged. Yeah. Like I don't know who else is on that show, but like I feel like they'll end up together engaged. But I think the whole point of the conversation really like I don't Katie wasn't there to date, she was there to host 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 the date host like a group activity hopes host a group group at the same thing like hannah brown did um but i think the point was really for blake to finally see that he doesn't have a strong connection with jess the way he had with katie and i think he realized that in the conversation i think so too because at the end of the day it was actually it was a really good conversation between the two of them it seemed like and i think watching it as much as you know they're obviously not in love with each other anymore they're not still together they're broken up for a reason but you see 
that there was a connection there and they do have a, a flowing conversation that you see that like you I feel like they look like two people and you listen to it and you're like, yeah, I kind of get what how this ended up together. This makes sense. This makes sense. You two kind of make sense. Yeah. And then comparing that conversation between exes, a f- like four minute conversation between two exes to every conversation I've seen with Blake and Jess, it just could not be more obvious that like Blake and Jess are not right for each other. Yeah. Like the the strength of their connection is not there. Yeah, it's not. It's just it's just really I not. just don't think that they're that into each other. No. I think they want to be. I think they both check all the boxes for each other. I think they both like each other, but I just don't even see them like falling for each other. No, and I think that's the key. I think that's key what you said. I think they both I think they both want to be into each other and they're yeah. just and they're just not. Um and then so Katie hosts uh like a comedy roast. Uh, Best joke of the whole roast was Katie's joke about calling Blake daddy. Yeah, and Wells was funny. laughing. Well, that was funny. That See, was funny. Like, it, and the problem with the roast with everyone else besides Katie is they're not funny. They're you not know comedians. who did the best? I actually thought Olivia was going to go in super hard on Kat. Hers were all very funny. Yeah, I, I, she, I, I remember thinking, watching, being like, Olivia is probably the only one that's going to be able to pull this off because she is funny. Well, yeah, she's and comedic, she's, and she's and she's slick. Which could make for a good roast, and honestly, I felt like she was nice about everything. Where yeah, some she could she could have taken things further, and she yeah. didn't. Because if you take things too far, it crosses the line. And it's not funny anymore, well, which happened a lot. Well, and, and that's the problem. They're not comedians, so most of them aren't going to be funny. And we hear the guys like it just goes to show, like a lot of them aren't that funny. No, and like, like they're just honestly, they're all very dry. Like Aaron B. Um, Aaron B and Tanner were were saying jokes, and I know they're they're not trying to be mean, but the jokes come across mean because they're not delivered in a funny way. Yeah, which, like give Aaron Clancy most of those jokes, and like his delivery will make them funny because he's just kind of got that like he's funny. He's just funny, yeah, he, like naturally. Um. So yeah, like they didn't like. Yeah, they didn't really. They just kind of came across a little. And mean. the pairs are so random. Like who picked these pairs? Like who's who's grouping these people together? Um. But the main targets of the roast were very much Jess, Rachel, and Kat. I felt like Jess didn't get it that hard. I think she was just in a bad headspace because Katie was there. A lot of her jokes were just about being young, which, like, she is. She's, what, 23? Like, I was 23 on the show. I got made fun of for being young all the time. Yeah. You're young. Like, you can't change your age. Like, it is what it is. Rachel, the Rachel Gabby joke that Tanner made was, that was mean. Rough. That, that was, rough. was That was rough. Like, when he made that, I was like, Oh no, buddy! What are you doing? You're trying to pursue this girl. You just made a joke about like something that's like kind of sensitive to her. I'm assuming. Well, okay, yeah, I know, I agree. It was rough. Like was she that, even said, was... we saw her crying after, and she's like, I opened up to him about things, and I just don't. Yeah, that's why. Like when you, work. when everyone's gonna participate in a roast, like if you are gonna, if you are gonna, you know, go. And, and, and say some mean shit like you got to make sure that it's a little funny because if it doesn't land it is just going to come across hurtful I know that was rough and then Kat got picked on quite a bit but I don't remember anything specific that I was like Oh God, her Botox, the Botox one was kind of funny. And she was like, that means it's working. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Which was I was funny. like, good for her. Like she, funny. 
she seemed like she was having a hard time, but at least trying to laugh yeah. at herself. I actually, I feel like the two winners of this roast were Olivia and Kat. And I really thought they were going to be the ones that were going to go into each other. Yeah. And we were going to see them blow up, get mad. Um, so the fact that both of them walked away, not like all worked up about it, I feel feel is a win. Yeah, I um, agree. And, and then we end the episode on Blake pulling Jess aside to have a serious chat. And I think I know where this is going. I kind of hope I'm right. I feel like their relationship, it's its time to call it quits. I think that's what's going to happen. But we'll, we'll talk to him about it. Um, and obviously he can't spoil it. But it does... Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like they're about to break up. Yeah, I mean, that's the vibe I'm getting. And I just think him talking to Katie made him realize, like, he even said it. He's like, I spent so much less time with Katie, but still it made total sense to me how I ended up feeling the way I did about her. And I spent so much more time with Jess and I still just can't seem to figure it out. So, like, what does that, what does that say? And even Jess said, like, when Katie initially grabbed Blake, she's like, I honestly almost feel like leaving now. And it's like, if, if that's how you feel at this point, that's an issue. Yeah. yeah. So that pretty much wraps. We will see what ends up happening. Um, Thank you everyone for tuning in and reminder, no new episode of golden bachelor or bachelor in paradise this week. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. If you are celebrating and then make sure to tune in on November 30th for the live finale of golden bachelor, followed by a new episode of bachelor in paradise. See you next week. Bye. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.